your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM on a Tuesday. Apparently ahead of a winter storm, or maybe not. According to the National Weather Service, we might miss that storm now. Hard to say. We're right on right on the line. So if you check out wisdomnews.com, we kind of posted some some of the maps the weather service is, is sharing. And they're always updating it because the weather is always changing. So we're right on that line uh, where pink is bad and brown is wind. So we go from like wind to winter storm warning right on the edge there. And lacrosse isn't bulleted on on the uh, on the map, of course. Toma is. Why does Toma get a bullet and lacrosse doesn't? Rochester gets a bullet point. Mason City gets a bullet. Uh, lacrosse, no. But the uh, weather service said if you're traveling tonight and Wednesday in the region, you will encounter weather, they say. I mean, isn't everything weather? Uh but they added the most dangerous travel will be in the winter storm warning. Avoid the hot pink area. So like it goes from Marshfield is right on the edge. I'm trying to just, there's not a lot of Rochester's right in the thick of it. Medford, Rylander, twin city. So way like a, a little bit North, North of us. And it kind of goes, the whole thing is at an angle. So it doesn't look like, you know, it's, Depending on how it moves, hard to say how it's going to move, but uh, obviously kind of important because a lot of people will be traveling. Uh, it's funny too to to see in the uh, and they're answering. So if you they they actually answer on their Facebook page. Someone put Sparta because Sparta doesn't have a bullet. Toma does Sparta, and pretty easy to see that if Toma's in the windy rain area that. Sparta would be too, and the weather service actually answered. So Sparta will get mainly rain. Kind of interesting for me because I'm kind of headed that way uh, for Thanksgiving. And uh, the Green Bay area, Lakeshore Flood Advisory, that's what, and a flood warning. So that's what's going on on, on that side of the state over there in the peninsula. Um, but the south side, so if you're headed towards like Milwaukee, it doesn't look like a big deal. Wind advisory, high maybe high winds if you're even going south of that. Uh, other news: so, across police getting the new dog. I don't know if you guys heard that. If you listen to the Rock in the morning, ninety-five-seven of the Rock, morning sickness. They they got the check. And presented that to the police. Uh, they did that right here in the building. So the police came here to get the check. We make we make the police come get the money from us. Uh, $15,580 donated from 95.7 of the Rock. Thanks to the help of a lot of listeners out there. I know we had Steve Pataska in here two Fridays ago. Uh, kind of giving us the a day in the life a little bit. Just the, the life of a canine. It was pretty interesting to to hear him talk about that. And uh, 95.7 The Rock did raffles and uh, song requests to help name the dog, donations, uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, they had they had three different 
spots last week where the dogs were throughout the lacrosse area. So you could meet the canines. And that was what I thought was interesting when Patasco was in here talking about like the canine unit. So they're not like service dogs. I, you know, in my head, I was thinking if I saw a lacrosse police officer and his canine walking up and down the streets or just in their car, or whatever, where, where you could talk to them, you know, like in, not opposed to just going to talk to police officers if they're, if they don't look busy, right? They got their gun out. Probably not. But, uh, I was, always kind of under the impression that, you know, the dogs were a little bit off limits because you always think about like how service animals, you're not supposed to pet those dogs, you know, because they're, they're very, they're trained to do a specific thing or specific things to care for whoever, you know, their service, their, their, you know, their handler, uh, whether it's a, someone that's blind or hard of hearing or just whatever. So, uh, I was kind of under the impression you couldn't, you, you, the the canines, the police canines were were kind of the same way. They're trained to do a job. You can't be petting them. You can't be giving them treats. You can't be like you can't really treat them just like the, your everyday dog. You know, not that you're not gonna be nice to them, but like you gotta you gotta keep keep focused and keep them focused and keep them from you know losing their training. And that's not the case at all. From the way Pataska talked, uh, you could take those dogs. You know, once they got home, once they were, once they punched out for the day, because uh, they just live, they live with their their handler. Uh, once they punch out for the day, they're on the couch eating popcorn with you. Uh, just you know, be, doing ever doing things dogs do every day. So actually, kind of a kind of cool to hear about that. And and he said, Pataska said too, if you ever see a lacrosse police officer and a canine out and about where, where it looks like, you know, make sure they're, they're not busy. If you want to go and approach them and talk to them and pet the dog and, and ask him about the dog. And, you know, maybe he's, maybe they have treats like in the car. I know they have cards. So if you have your kids and you see a lacrosse police canine unit, uh, you can see on the back of their, their squad vehicles, it'll say canine unit. I, I saw one the other day. I took a picture of it. I thought it was cool. Um, I can't remember what it, I think it had the dog's name on the back. So you knew the dog that was in the car. Um, but yeah, if you ever see those those dogs, you can just go up and, and pet them and and talk to the officer and you know scratch a dog's ears right above the tail. That's that's a good spot. I think they'll love you for that. Uh, also with police, uh, kind of an interesting story. Also on our wizmnews.com website is the whole parking fines situation. So uh, I know last week they or maybe it was two weeks ago, you know, alternate side parking started not too long ago. And, uh, they kind of, the police kind of shared the the numbers and the warnings that they give versus the tickets that they, the, the warnings, essential warnings that they give $0 tickets versus, um, people who actually have to pay fines. Now they're changing up how they're paying for fines. So we'll talk about that when we come back. I'm going to go to news here quick. Uh, one other thing, Gary Podesky, city council member, Texted me and and wanted me to make sure that I said on the air that leaf pickup has ended. So they they ended whether or not I'm not I'm not sure. I think that's on our website too. I think Brad Williams had that uh, leaf pickup has ended. I think they're anticipating the snow coming, or even if it rains. Um, so you know they're gonna call it call it call it good. Maybe they called it good anyway. But he just wanted me to let you all know that leaf pickup has ended. All right, we're going to go to news. We'll be back after this on Wisdom.
All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, 608 785. Shut up, Outcast. 608 785 7914, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. I'm in the midst of doing fantasy football trades at Trade Deadline online while trying to do a show. Very stressful time for me right now. Uh, speaking of sports, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, made some history last night. It was pretty cool. I know it's not Friday, but uh, you know some of you guys might. I've I've never seen Moses Malone play, but heard he's pretty good. And that Michael Jordan guy, he's pretty good. Giannis Giannis is in that company from what he did last night. He's also in Carmelo Anthony company, who I don't like at all. But I have to admit he's he was pretty good for a while at shooting, not not passing so much, but uh. Last night, Giannis kind of single-handedly beat the Utah Jazz. And in doing that, he scored 50 points, had 14 rebounds, and no turnovers, which is frankly amazing. Giannis likes to turn it over, too, because he's often called upon to do just about everything on that team. And um, when you're seven feet and you're trying to dribble and and, and do it all, you tend to make some mistakes and you tend to uh, have a couple of turnovers. But Giannis is one of now only four players in NBA history since turnovers became a stat in 1977 and 78 during that season, so the season that I was born. So exactly 41 years, 42 years, I guess. Uh, he's only one, of the, one of only four players in NBA history to have at least 50 points, over 10 rebounds, and no turnovers in a game. So, of course, those other guys, Moses Malone did it in, it looks like, 86-87. Jordan did it twice. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Jordan did it twice. So over 50 points, 50 or more points, 10 or more rebounds and no turnovers. Man, that's amazing. And uh, Carmelo Anthony did it uh, in 2013. And Giannis, of course, did it last night in helping the Bucks beat the Jazz. Giannis also did something else. And this is a guy I would have loved to have seen play because I think he, because I, I think uh, w- when I used to be good at basketball, I, I I think Bill Walton would have been a guy that I would have looked up to and, and really loved, but Bill Walton didn't get to play very long and he didn't get to, uh, you know, he didn't get to play in this era. So I never got to see him play. And I don't even know if I've ever even seen video highlights too much of him, but uh, to start an NBA season, Bill Walton has 34 consecutive double doubles. A double double is having over 10 points, 10 rebounds, having double digits of two stats, not turnovers which sometimes happens. But Anna DeCumpo got his 34th straight last night. Uh, I think the record's 35. So if tomorrow, if if uh, Giannis can get 35, it might be 34. If Giannis can get a double-double tomorrow night, which is highly likely, uh, he's going to break Bill Walton's record. And that record also 1976-1977. So a couple of, uh, you know, so record that's that's over 40 years old. Uh, Giannis is, is going to overtake uh, kind of a weird stat opening to start a season and double doubles to start. So it's kind of a, you know, a niche stat, but it's still pretty cool to, to be amongst guys like Bill Walton, Michael Jordan, Moses Malone and Carmelo Anthony, I guess. 608-785-7914. Better hearing center talking text line. If you guys want to get in here, uh, as I said before the break, Gary Podesky, city council member sent me a text. Hey, Leaf pickup's done. Make sure everyone knows it. So I guess if you have leaves in your yard, rake them and take them to the city Isle of Plume. 
or just leave them in your yard because they're leaves and it's like that's how nature works so you can just leave them and little organisms will plant eggs and lay eggs and stuff in there and and then we'll have butterflies next year and that's good um and then uh the the uh lacrosse police department got their big check today from 957 of the rocks really cool story really 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 something cool that the rock decided to take upon itself to do and in a really short time like i think this all they they had thought about it uh but but really just went okay here's when if we're going to do it and then you know they get, you know i'm sure there was a lot of organization behind the scenes before they they kind of announced it but they announced it about two weeks ago and got it all done in, in like two weeks, raised $15,580, two, three weeks uh, to help to totally fund a canine officer for the lacrosse police department. And the canine officer unit, the whole canine unit is community funded. So you'll see this oftentimes. This isn't something new that somebody donates a check to the lacrosse police department to, to help the canine unit. You see this a lot and big checks, $5,000. I've seen a couple just recently, um, but nothing like $15,580, I believe. I, maybe somebody else has donated more, more than $15,000 to, uh, to help the lacrosse police totally fund a canine officer, but I doubt it. So this is really cool. The, they, they did this because uh, just recently the, the police department had to retire one of their canines for, after back surgery. And and instead of you know having, a, having the puppy recover and go through rehab and bringing them back to the force. I think they tried this a few years ago and it didn't go so well, or maybe they, you know, a different dog had back surgery and the recovery didn't go well. That dog ended up passing, uh, different circumstances, but I think they were just being on the safe side. It was a six year old dog and they just retired him and said, we're going to get a new one. And, and that's pretty easy to do when, when, uh, a radio station says, "Hey, we love the canine unit. We love you guys. We're gonna we're gonna fund this. We're gonna we're gonna take it upon ourselves to get the community organized and donate fifteen thousand five hundred eighty dollars. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, sticking with the police department now. I, I mentioned this before the break, but now I just want to bring it home here. Uh, and it was kind of interesting in a number of ways. So the Lacrosse Police Department has decided." And speaking of Gary Pedaski, I believe he said this is a great idea. Uh, they've decided that from December 2nd to December 30th, if it's, it's called a promotion called Food for Fines. And Lacrosse's new parking utility coordinator, Greg Elson. So we got a new parking czar we're going to have to make fun of. We're going to have to get Greg out here and make fun of him for being the parking czar, right? Uh, but he said that they introduced this on Monday. Food for fines. You essentially, if you've got parking fines, uh, instead of paying them, you can donate food. Or Now, the caveat here is new clothing. And if you have new clothing, you bring a receipt. I don't know how the food thing works. I, I wonder if you need a receipt, if you're going to bring like canned food. or is it, I, and it, Does it have to be canned food? I guess I don't have all the details. So if you just bring like a casserole into the Lacrosse Police Department... I don't think it's going to work like that, although they would probably appreciate a casserole. Um, you know, the idea here is is this food is going to go to the needy, not to the police department. Uh, but they're going to donate it and they're going to offset the uh, donation that you give to uh, any parking fines that you have. So 
Uh, just make sure if you're doing that to keep your receipt. Even for canned goods, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to need a receipt because, you know, if you get a deal on on some dented canned goods and you pa- try to pawn those off for a dollar a piece, I don't think that's going to work. But what do you guys think of this? The, the idea that you could give uh, food, food or clothing donations to offset your fines. Um, it's kind of kind of a cool idea, but do we? Does it have to be just parking fines? It would be funny if I had like a uh, if I was busted for you know possession of cocaine and had like a. I have no idea what the possession of cocaine fine is. It's been so long since I had one of those. But I don't. I'm sure the fines change after a couple of years. Uh, but if I had a possession and cocaine fine, and what, if I just brought in like seven hundred dollars worth of you know brand new coats and hats, the police department is going to know it's only going to be for parking tickets. You guys, we can't we can't be paying off your cocaine fine with uh, donations. Because what that, what's wrong with that? Like I don't understand. So the, you know, I'm sure the uh, the parking utility is a different entity than the uh, cocaine fine utility. I don't really. I think maybe they, those go into different slush funds at the police department. Uh, but it is kind of an interesting concept. But why hamper it to just parking fines? Why not just like everybody let the drug dealers pay off their fines with coat donations? Right? Like why not? It's a big deal. They're going to get a receipt. So it's not like they're going to steal the coat. They're going to have a receipt. 608-785-7914. Better Hearing Center talking text line. Number three is on. Number three, go ahead. You're on the air. Are you going to make it up north this weekend? Oh, me and dad are fixing uh, my truck. So I'm just driving my truck home. I got four-wheel drive. shouldn't have a problem. Okay. You'll be all set then. What does it do? About 45 on the straightaway? What's that? Your old Ford? Oh, yeah, nice one you got. Well, it's a 96, but it's nice. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah, we're putting I shocks on the back. Anyway, I, I don't want to sound like Scrooge now on forgiving the parking fine and giving food, but I actually think what they should do with that money, if they got your budget made already for this year, is put that money in a cookie jar for a slush fund, so the next time they need to do a forty thousand dollar study on parking, we'll have the money on the straightaway. Yeah, I uh, I, I think it's kind of interesting, you know. And I'll play this quote in a minute, but the uh, you know the parking utility essentially said that they have enough money; they're good yeah. for the year. But usually they don't. They're usually they're crying for money. And I don't know, I think this new guy better take a look at the books because you always hear they're broke and not making any. Well, and then the idea that, you know, we're we're trying to fund, you know, whatever it is that has to deal with maybe just the parking utility, whatever the police department, we're depending on parking fines. So, you know, like we're going to go above and beyond our, if we're not hitting those numbers, we're not, we're not hitting we're our not budget. We're not our goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> so then they'll maybe hit us more later down the road, but... <laughs> I would say put it in a cookie jar so they got that money down there. Well, we could donate that cookie jar, too, because that's yeah. food donation. But you need a yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and if you if you uh, go ever go down to the police station, don't take them powdered donuts or sugar donuts. They don't like them because it gets on their pants. Okay. 
Sugar and powder donuts. Okay, sounds. Now they don't like they like them, but it makes a mess on their pants. All right, the yeah. Powder that, and sugar does. Well, maybe just bring them a little before. duster too to to wipe it off. Right, right. Carry <laughs> on. Keep your right. powder dry. All right. Thanks a lot for the call. Uh, we'll go. We'll get one more call in before we go to news and Scott's comment. Uh, Eric, you're on. Go ahead. Yeah, I wonder when Joe Gall is going to fess up about this uh, sexual assault stuff on campus over there. The guy's got a problem. Thanks. All right. Yep. A uh, whole other topic there that uh, I think Scott's comment the other day mentioned uh, the. Uh, oh man, what is it? The the teacher incident with a student. Um, Man, the det- I used to have the details fresh in my head when I was talking about this, but uh, and I believe that young woman protests around noon, either every day or once a week, or. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll look at that. Scott's comment. Uh, apparently, they have the report for that, and uh, it hasn't been released yet. And I think UWL is trying to figure out how to best go about that to not take a total PR hit. All right, we're going to hit Scott's comment in the news. We'll be back after this on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. Just reading, oh, I'm reading old text. Reading text from Hayes, Hayes this morning, late this morning. Uh, I was trying to listen to the, Ron Johnson was on this morning on Wisdom with Mike and uh, that story is on wisdomnews.com. I think uh, what he what he did say, you know, part of what he said in dealing with that Trump phone call with the Ukra- with the Ukrainian president, whose name I'm not going to try to say, was that the the transcript or the the edited transcript of that phone call shouldn't have been released, which the White House did uh, because it hurts foreign policy. And they, they, uh, the Senate or however you want to, however you want to put it, the, the, they should have taken care of this behind closed doors, essentially, is what Johnson has said, <laughs> which is kind of a funny way to go about, you know, if, if somebody did something wrong, if Donald Trump is using, you know, congressional funds to go after Joe Biden a presidential candidate. So if, if a president is, is using congressional funds to go after a political opponent, that shouldn't, we should go, we should go out, we should go after that behind closed doors. We shouldn't talk about that publicly. The transcript of the phone call shouldn't have been released, partial transcript, edited, trans, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, they should have taken care of that behind. Does anybody have any, and then uh, Johnson also said that we shouldn't continue with the impeachment inquiry. Because the Senate isn't the Senate is is Republican led, right? Like the majority is Republican, so we shouldn't continue. We shouldn't vote for the impeachment inquiry because the Senate controls because the Republicans control the Senate and they're not going to imp- choose to impeach Trump. So we shouldn't even go after any wrongdoing. So a we shouldn't release the the phone call of the wrongdoing. We should we should handle that internally. When do we ever have any confidence in somebody? a company, a department, anybody handling anything internally versus, you know, having an external investigation into something, having another entity go point out those wrongdoings. But uh, yeah, we should have handled it internally. 
and we shouldn't go after we shouldn't do anything about it anyway because the Senate is Republican leaning and won't vote to impeach Trump. So we shouldn't call out the the wrongdoing. Uh, we're gonna go to the phones. I believe Darren has uh, calling in. Darren, you're on Lacrosse Talk PM. Go ahead, man. Hey, good afternoon or evening. Um, you know, I, it's really interesting to me that uh, Senator Johnson would um, basically say, "Let's not do our constitutional duty um, be, just because we're not going to uh, convict the, the president for wrongdoing." So just don't, just don't even do it. That's not how the Constitution works. And his constitution works in such a way that uh, each uh, co-equal branch of government has checks and balances. And articles of impeachment should be drawn up. And whether the Senate um, decides to do a trial with it, you leave that up to the Senate, let them go on record, because history will obviously, uh, you know, look back on this time and uh, judge those people who decided to turn their back on the United States Constitution and their duties as sworn, um, you know, representatives. So I just think that for Senator Johnson to abdicate his responsibility like this when uh, it is constitutional duty to do, I think is just a little bit uh, disheartening. Yeah, and the idea that we're setting a precedent here, if— if senators say, hey, we shouldn't even go after him, A, because they say he didn't do anything wrong, too, right? I think some people are even saying that. Well, then when the next president tries to do the same thing and, we, hey, we didn't, we didn't choose to impeach Trump, if, you know, if the House doesn't go through it and the Senate's not going to vote for it, uh, then when the next president comes along, our Republicans, if it's a Democratic president, and our Republicans are going to go, you know what, uh, we, did, we did the same thing with Trump. We didn't choose to impeach him. So uh, that's where we're at. We've set the standard now. You know, this wrongdoing isn't a wrongdoing anymore. Yeah, it, it, and, and again, I, I I just appeal to the people listening that this we we got to stop this hyper you know partisanship. Um, whether it would be uh, a Bill Clinton or uh, uh, Donald Trump or Richard Nixon, uh, party is not as important as the institution, and we got to get away from you know demonizing all of these. Uh, institutions, the people that are out there doing the job for the American people. And let's get back to some, you know, um, uh, government that, uh, you know, isn't just hyper-partisanship. Uh, I mean, if Donald Trump um, goes through the impeachment process and the Senate doesn't want to do anything about it, so be it. But the process should go forward regardless of what the Senate does. So that at least the House can say we did our part in, you know, the constitutional duties that we were so sworn to uphold. Um, yeah, I just think that yeah, we need we need better government, and that starts with everyone being held accountable, even if you are the president of the United States. Yeah, on top of everything else, the idea that the Senate shouldn't, uh, the, the, he shouldn't be impeached to the House of the Senate because the Senate already knows what it's going to do. Well, the Senate isn't doing anything anyway, so the Senate should do something. While they're in in session, so because they're not voting on any of the bills that pass the house, really. Right. I mean, yeah, let, let's be honest. You know, with the the, the relationship between the uh, the legislative, executive, and judicial branches as they are right now, um, and the overreach of each of those uh, branches, uh, we guys just got to get back to some normality when it comes to um, governing, and you know. 
get away from this, you know, deep state, uh, nefarious figures, you know, in, you know, uh, uh, back channel uh, dealing. Uh, you know, this is conspiracy stuff that really doesn't help us. The Russians are laughing at us. We look silly. Uh, we need to, you know, again, let's get back to uh, doing this thing called government the way that uh, our founding fathers uh, intended it. And that does mean checks and balances and holding people accountable when they do wrong things. Sure. All right, Darren, thanks a lot for the call, man. Thanks. All right, a couple of other people waiting. Uh, caller, who's this? You're on the Crosstalk PM. Hey, it's Jay. Hey, Jay, go ahead. You're on. Hey, I tried getting hold of you last week when you had that political guy from the university. Yep, Keith Knutson maybe, from Viterbo. Yeah, but maybe you can answer the question. On this so-called, on this phone call that Trump made, it, what is the procedure? Like, can he ever make a totally private phone call, or is it mandatory that there is always somebody listening in on everything the President of the United States says? Uh, I, I couldn't yeah. answer that. I'm not even sure. I mean, Keith might be able to answer that. I, when it comes to phone calls, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm sure he can make phone calls without people listening because he uses his own phone. Uh, nobody seems to be mad about that, which is an unsecure phone. But he also, uh, he's met with Vladimir Putin a couple of times with nobody else in the room but a translator. Uh, so right. he's done that, which nobody seems to care about, <laughs> but seems pretty odd to me. Um, so, you know, when it comes to meeting in person, he's done that and kicked everyone else out of the room. But he, I don't, I'm not sure about if he's ever gotten on a phone call where, where nobody else is listening when it comes to, uh, you know, using a White House phone at, at least. So, sorry, yeah, I can't answer You don't answer know what you. the procedure would be, though. I mean, is it, I mean, it seems weird, but yeah, I mean, it seems like everybody was listening in on that phone call that he did make. So I wonder about other phone calls. Does he have to have someone else listening on everything he says? Well, I, I, you know? I would I would guess that, he, you know, for a lot of these phone calls, he would need a translator listening. And uh, I think there are a lot of note takers. Uh, I think everything the president does, all presidents, is written down. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Some kind of library or vault. Not not literally a vault, but like it's some kind of presidential library. Because there were stories uh, about a year ago where Trump takes notes about stuff, and then he or he get and then he tears up the notes into little pieces and throws them on the ground. And uh, people have to. We have people in the government that have to pick up his trash and then tape those notes together because they go into this presidential library. So. Uh, I don't know. Trump just has a weird habit of doing that. And then like, you know, like you can't really tell Donald, Hey, Donald, can you not tear up those notes? We have to actually keep those for, for our, you know, presidential library, whatever it's called. I could be wrong in the name, but um, yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't exactly answer that Jay. I'm not exactly sure if, uh, if, if Trump wanted to make a phone call with nobody else listening, uh, I'm sure he could make it happen. It might be weird, right? Like it, like hey, I want to, I want to talk to this guy. I want to talk to Kim Jong Un. I mean, he's already done this, right? Like I want to talk to Vladimir Putin, and nobody else can listen. So, uh, you know, that should raise a couple of red flags, probably. Uh, Eric from Sparta is on. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, I, I got to tell you something here about this. Uh, forget about Ukraine for a second. What about President Barack Obama? That his uh, national security agencies, the CIA. NSC, FBI. Okay, those are uh, not Barack Obama's national security. Those are the uh, the national security agencies. 
Um, and President Barack Obama is not the president. That was three years ago. So, <laughs> like, what? nothing's relevant. Uh, 608-785-7914. Yeah, if you want to read this uh, story about Ron Johnson, he was on Wisdom this morning with Hayes. Uh, the idea that we uh, shouldn't have, the White House shouldn't have released any of the, the information from this phone call. Um, Johnson says they should have, essentially should have handled that internally. Um, he also says the Senate is just not going to vote to impeach Trump, so we shouldn't try it even. Should, we shouldn't even try it, which is kind of backwards when you when you're going from one to the other. We shouldn't try to impeach Trump because we're not going to do it. We also will handle will handle the illegal phone call that Trump made internally. Well, well how are you going to do that? You're you're already if if publicly you're not going to vote to impeach him. Then we, you're, we're expected that you're going to do something internally without the public knowing about Trump doing something uh, wrong when it comes to you know foreign policy and you know going after political rivals. Do we really? That's that's where we're going with that. Uh, you're you're on the air. Is this Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. You're on the air. Well, I just want to try and defend Ron Johnson. I mean, you're releasing uh, something that the president has hold of uh, that's classified, and he released it. That's a bad precedent. Now now other presidents have to do that. I don't see anything. You know what? The Democrats don't even have a smoking gun. They got a bunch of smoke and mirrors, and, and Adam Schiff will say anything. Well, why, they're, why, they're, is, why, is Ron Johnson, why is Ron Johnson mad about the phone call being released? Uh, if it's not damning, if it's not damning to, uh, you know, and he says they would have handled it internally. Like, why, why is that not something wrong? It's, it's not even something worth handling. It's just, they're picking, I don't want to say that. They're, they're just, they're going after anything. And this thing's going to blow up in their face. I can't wait. Okay. All right. Thanks, Mike, for the call. Uh, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center, talking text line. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. Real quick break there. Uh, 608-785-7914, we're just wrapping up, uh, heading into Thanksgiving weekend. If you guys didn't see, it looks like this storm that we're all anticipating happening soon isn't really going to affect us too much in the area. If you're headed like north, west, like directly west, northwest especially, uh, then you might want to worry about traveling plans. But the National Weather Service has kind of put out that, you know, our area and south of here, we're pretty good. It's going to get windy if you get further south, like Des Moines, Waterloo, Quad City, Chicago. If you're going that way, if you're just going to like Milwaukee area, just straight east. Uh, even like Toma's kind of like the top of the line, Toma Sparta. It's kind of a diagonal uh, map they've shown. So it's on our website, wisdomnews.com. It's like the main story on there. So it's a good idea to check that out. Uh, also talked about 95.7 of the Rock. Handing the check to Lacrosse Police today. Pretty cool. 15000 over $15,000. Uh, to fund a new canine officer because the police just had to retire one of their dogs. I forget his name. Six years old. I remember his age. Brute. No, I can't remember. There's so many dogs. I, I know a bunch of the dog names, but I don't remember which one they, they had to specifically retire. Uh, also made a fantasy football trade. 
a couple of draft picks for uh, Devontae Freeman, if you needed to know that, I'm sure. Uh, Giannis made some history last night, too. 50-point game. Pretty cool. Uh, he joins Moses Malone, Michael Jordan, and Carmelo Anthony in scoring 50 and having having over 50 or more, over 10 rebounds, and no turnovers in a game, which is pretty incredible. And, of course, Jordan did it twice. I didn't even notice that until I, I looked at the stat again today. Uh, of course, Jordan did that twice. So, Giannis, you got some work to do, man. You got to do it again. Uh, he ca- carried the Bucks last night. Uh, and the last thing we talked about, just uh, food for fines. The idea that the lacrosse parking utility lacrosse police are going to take donations from December 2nd to December 30th. If you have parking tickets, uh, they'll take food donations, new clothing, not used clothing, new, new clothing, unless you can pawn off something used and uh, still have the receipt for it. Maybe they'll take it. Uh, kind of an interesting way to pay for fines. The most interesting part about that is that the new lacrosse parking utility coordinators are, Greg Elson said that, the city has already met its parking budget for 2019, so they're not going to miss much revenue from invoking fines the rest of the year, which is always kind of an interesting way to put that we've we have a uh, we have a parking budget and we've met it we've met it this year through the parking fines and other means of you know funding the parking budget. So we've gotten you guys for enough parking tickets this year. <laughs> Uh, so now you can donate food from December 2nd to December 30th. Why not do it all winter? I mean, I feel like that's the, uh, you know, for those in need, winter's probably the hardest time of the year for people. Um, or not do it at all. Number three says don't do it at all. Put that, instead of donating the cookie jar, put the extra budget money in the cookie jar and save it for next year. Maybe then, you know, would police if they're if they're trying to hit a parking budget for a year and they've got some left over from the year before maybe they're not trying to get that budget up to standards with uh more parking fines i don't know something to think about all right we'll be back here tomorrow maybe talk a little black friday and 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 thanksgiving on wisdom